that's right. God, we trust that you are here. We trust that you are present among us and within us. Opening us up to what you have for us to receive this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. All right. So how many of you have ever been asked, why are you a Christian? Anybody? No. <laughs> Terry Lynn's face was so confused. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, since none of you have, um, answering how did you respond is not possible. And then what witness did you give? Also not possible. But um, I think it's one of those things where, at least for me, I get asked on a fairly regular basis, um, A, if I'm a Christian, and then why? Um, and so I get the opportunity um, to share. Um, I, have, I have a client who, who asked me once, well, if, if you weren't Christian, what would you be? And I was like, hmm. And I thought, well, I'd probably be something else religious in nature because that's just how I'm wired. Um, I like having something beyond myself, having a God that wants to be in a relationship with me and, and spurs me on to transformation. Um, and he was like, Oh, okay. Um, it was such a random question. I was like, oh, okay. God's doing something here. Um, and it, it's interesting because uh, the scriptures that we have for this morning that I chose are about witness. How, are, how is Stephen going about giving witness to the gospel? And then... Uh, Peter's encouragement to whoever he's writing to about what it means to give witness. And sometimes witness is with words, but a lot of times it's with our actions and how we treat people and how we move and live in this world. As I was researching this uh, sermon for today, the Wesley Bible that I have um, in the, the little notes underneath the actual um, scripture text said the church corporately embodies the way of Christ. So what does that, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you think of when you hear the church corporately embodies the way of Christ? Yeah, shout it out. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. and if you were if someone were to follow up that question like i'm about to with what is that work what would you say that work was and anybody can jump into what's the work of christ 
Mm -hmm. Okay. So being compassionate and open-minded and showing love to people. Mm -hmm. Being faithful. Mm -hmm. Helping others. What does being faithful mean to you? I was been sitting with that word this week and I'm like, I don't know. Like if someone were to ask me what faithfulness means, I'm like, I, I'd have a hard time. So like if God asks you to do something or you think there's a certain way you're supposed to behave, doing that out of your love for God. And so that that's faithfulness. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. What else? Anybody else? In the Wesley tradition, we have something called three simple rules. How many of you besides Brenda, have heard of the three simple rules of John Wesley, anybody? They're pretty easy actually to remember. The first is do no harm. The second is do all the good you can. And the third, uh, Wesley said, you know, be faithful to the ordinances of God, which means nothing in our current language. So instead, stay in love with God. And Wesley didn't make up this idea of, you know, these three simple rules. Uh, we see them throughout scripture uh, in the Old Testament into the New Testament. And I think we see, we see Wesley's three simple rules in action really well with Stephen uh, from Acts. So who was Stephen? He's, he doesn't have a last name. Um, he's a guy. He was a Greek-speaking Jew, um, and I don't know if you caught it at the very beginning, but the whole reason that Stephen is mentioned is because the Hebraic Jews, which spoke Aramaic, and the, and the um, Hellenistic Jews, who spoke Greek, uh, were having some trouble with the way that things were being distributed. So in the Old Testament, right, God is very clear about taking care of the orphan and the widow and the prisoner, right? And so the Hebraic widows were getting food and being taken care of, and the Hellenistic um, Jews were not. Uh, and so, of course, what do you do? You bring it to the people in charge. And the apostles said, mm, this probably isn't the best use of our time. So how about you guys pick seven people and you figure this out. How does that work? And the body was like, absolutely, let's do this. And so Stephen is one of those people who was chosen. And uh, we have five descriptors of, of what Stephen was full of, which, you know, I'll let you think on that and laugh later. Um, but in Chapter six, verse five, he is full of faith and the Holy Spirit. How many of you would describe yourselves or know someone who was full of faith and the Holy Spirit? Anybody? And then in chapter six, verse eight, uh, Stephen is described as full of God's grace and power. Again, know anybody like that? 
And then verse 10 says that he is full of wisdom. Anybody? These are character traits of, of someone who has the character of God, who is, is, is growing into who God has created them to be. So last week we talked about Moses and how he had a, a lovely journey of transformation and fits and starts um, and how he ended up being pretty close to who God created him to be uh, at, by the end of his life. And we see Stephen, uh, who, even though his life was seemingly cut short, he really embodied the, um, the way of Christ. As my Wesley Bible quote said, the church corporately embodies the way of Christ. Stephen individually embodied the way of Christ. And by, it was more by his deeds and actions um, that he gave witness to the power and grace and love of God. So at one point, it says that he was um, doing signs and wonders, is what it says. Let me just double check and make sure I got that. Yes. Now, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. And apparently, in, in the tense of that verb, in terms of performed, it's not just a past tense, it's actually like an ongoing. So they could have said, they could have translated also as was performing. So he was continuing, like, and had done signs and wonders. Uh, which in a lot of ways is unusual um, for anybody, really. But uh, he, he was embodying this way of Christ. And he was able to apparently heal people. And God only knows what other uh, signs and wonders he was doing. But he made an impression. I think uh, if you continue reading, we can all agree he made an impression by his deeds and actions. And it was, it was these actions that got him persecuted. Um, and it's funny because it, it wasn't the Hebraic Jews that were giving him trouble. It was the people, the Hellenistic Jews from uh, Alexandria and Cyrene and these other places um, that just were not impressed with with what he was doing, nor when they got into conversation with him, what he was saying. And in First Peter, in chapter three, verse 15, uh, it says, always be ready to give an account to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. So we need God's wisdom, like Stephen was full of, uh, to be able to give an account in, in a lot of ways, because we never know really when someone might ask us about why we're a Christian or why we stay um, in relationship with God. And the summons in the last line uh, of the third verse, it says, admit to what I mean in you and you in me. When was the last time you told anyone about what God means to you? Anybody within the last week? Within the last month? 
Yeah. And a lot of times it's because we don't have the words, right? We're not sure how to express this, uh, this relationship that is not really tangible, understandably so. Um, but most of the time, like with Stephen, we get to demonstrate our relationship and what it means to us uh, with Jesus through our actions, you know, how we treat people, how we react to situations, how we carry ourselves when we think no one is watching. You know, do we follow Wesley's three simple rules? Do no harm, do all the good, good you can and stay in love with God. Because sometimes, uh, you know, like with my client a couple months ago, sometimes we randomly get asked, why are you a Christian? And we need to be ready. We need to have the words. And I'll be honest that I didn't have the words until I went to seminary. Um, but at the same time, we all have the opportunity to reflect on who God is to us and why that's important. So if I were to ask for a volunteer to uh, come up and give a testimony uh, of what God has done for you right now, how many of you would be very uncomfortable with that? <laughs> yes, um, which is okay. I'm not saying that as judgment. I'm just saying we need to know our stuff, right? Like we need to know what makes us uncomfortable. And oh, maybe God's inviting us to change that somehow. Um, so it was really interesting. So I think I've mentioned that I've been to Thailand a few times. And the third time, no. The second time I was in Thailand, I was able to spend time with uh, the family in the Bangkok church. And um, it was so interesting because one of the things that they did, like, so they gathered on Wednesday night and as part of their Bible study, they went around and they shared how they had seen God at work, uh, really in, since Sunday. Uh, and sometimes it was in small ways, sometimes it was in big ways, but there was this expectation of you need to be able to articulate how God has shown up because otherwise, you know, what are we doing here? Um, and it was fascinating to see, to see the joy um, because not only does it give us in terms of embodying the way of Christ as a, as a church, and not only does it give us an opportunity to voice how God is at work, but also we get to encourage other people too. It's a way of saying, hey, this is how I saw God. And if you're having a hard time or if you're struggling, it's okay. You know, I, we can carry the load together, right? Because that's part of our calling is, as being Christians is to help uh, bear the burden with one another. and. It was just so interesting because the the group of us that was there for the mission trip, um, we were caught off guard, um, and we kind of stumbled over our words, which made it hard for the interpreter to translate it into into Thai, and you know all these things, right? But we each said something because we were forced to. Um, they were like, "Oh, well, 
they looked at us like, oh, well, you're kind not super Christians, but you must really have a relationship with God because you're here. You're wanting to do something, you know, beautiful and just and good and help us. So you must see God all the time. Like there was just this assumption that we knew what we were doing. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't. But um, like Stephen, uh, we can we can develop our relationship with God and and embody the characteristics of this triune God that we say that we worship. And so that maybe in hope, um, someone will ask us so that we can give an account for the hope that we have. Because this world needs hope, right? Does anyone disagree with me that our world needs hope now? Yeah, it's, we live in a very contentious and, and feisty world. And people are sad and they're, they're lost in lots of different ways and trying to fill that God-sized hole with stuff that doesn't, that doesn't work. And so if you look at your bulletin, you will see down um, on the front, there are three questions. And if you'd like, um, you can always text me what your answers are. Um, I love hearing how God is at work in people's lives. Uh, it's one of the things I do like for a living in terms of spiritual direction. I get to journey with people. Uh, and I'm always amazed at the creativity that God uses to show up. Uh, but anyway, so these reflection questions can help you be able to give an account of the hope that you have. What has God done for me? It could be 20 years ago. It could be two days ago. It could be two hours ago. Uh, what has God done for me? How have I changed the relationship with the triune God? What does Father, Son, and Holy Spirit do for me? Uh, and how, how have they transformed me? And then I think one of the most interesting questions um, is what keeps me returning to my relationship with God? Is that something important to be able to answer too? Why are you still here? Why, you know, why do you, why do you show up on Sunday morning? Those kind of things. Um, and if you don't have an answer for them, fantastic, because that's an opportunity to pray and to talk to God about it. Be like, God, show me, what have you done for me? Small and big. Uh, it's an invitation to deepen that relationship with God that we have. And so let's, let's pray to end our sermon. God, we thank you for the way that you show up in our lives. We thank you for the invitation that you give us to to embody the way of Christ. We thank you that we have people in scripture who, who demonstrate this embodiment and give us encouragement and show us what it means. For those of us who are unsure of what you've done for us or how we've changed, give us answers. 
remind us that they don't have to be eloquent and long-winded. They can be really short and simple because often the short and simple is the most meaningful. And God, again, we thank you for your spirit who is alive and active in this work that you call us to. Amen. <laughs>